1: If you like what you're hearing, why not try a Stephcast subscription? Only four ninety five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to Stephanie to find out how. Hello, Bob. Hello, Jody Hamilton. Hi. Hi, I we, actually we get so, to see you. Yeah, I know. We never video chat like this. No, we we turn, we, we turn off the video for our <laughs> my Thursday show when you're on. Well, that's because yeah. we're always naked. So I mean it's what? important that Hey, well, my show has a pants optional policy. It does. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we used to be pants-free Friday on <laughs> the Stephanie Miller show. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. That of was course a Jackie Schechter case. suggestion, yeah. and, this and so a, we took it.
0: I think that's a good suggestion. I do, too. I look forward to Friday. Yeah. All righty, then. By the way,
1: happy birthday to Stephanie. Yes. Oh, my God. Huge yes. birthday. But if, if she gets to be 40, I get to be 30. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> I, well, <laughs> me, too.
1: We're about the same age, yeah. Bob. Yeah. I yeah. Like, see, I'm I am not
0: I I am just saying
1: that, she looks yeah.
0: 40 so you know whatever you can yeah, get away course. with I suppose. Um, and I
1: look 30. Hi. <laughs> hi. How are you doing?
0: I I mm. do still get carded for alcohol so I feel good about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Bob. Oh,
1: that's fun. Yes. Hi. So oh, Stephanie God.
0: Grisham can kiss my <laughs> Um. Oh, I mean, man, she just I mean, what do you think of all this other than the obvious that she should have said something before?
1: I mean, yeah, that's I think this is uh, half. Oh, look what I saw. Mm-hmm. And half. Oh, my God, don't think I'm one of them. Right. It was yeah. kind of a yeah, it's a CYA move for Stephanie Grisham uh, in large part. And it all has to do with um, here's what Trump did. And here's what I tried to do to stop him, but it didn't work. Right. <laughs> that's the, when I was reading through the excerpts, that's what I was reading. That's exactly what I was reading. Oh, he was crazy. Oh, but you know what? I was there and I, I, I tried to ignore him. He asked me to do crazy stuff, but I ignored him. Right. See me, I'm a hero. Cause I ignored his crazy things. It's <laughs> no. yeah that's not how it works. That's, that's not, not how, how any of this works. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. yeah. I mean, look, it's not, it's not like she appeared in the white house, uh, working for Donald Trump and like, Oh, who's this guy? Right. <laughs> who is this? Who's this guy? Donald? I don't know. Is he weird? I don't know. Is he, is he a problem for the country? I have no idea who this guy is. Anyone who believes that right. is more deluded than we thought. And, and seems like, Uh, she wants people to believe that she was completely clueless about who this guy is. We all knew who he was when he was uh, riding down the escalator in 2015. We knew who he was, you know, years before that with the birth certificate nonsense. And, you know, everyone knew. I mean, that's the thing that I can't get past with Donald Trump is, I mean, you ask anyone who even visited New York City between, you know, going as far back as the 1970s, who is this guy, Donald Trump? Right. And they're going to go, nah, stay away from him.
0: Well, that's why he <laughs> no, didn't win New York, obviously. Yeah, yeah he's, a,
1: he's a professional con man. I mean, just read the New York Post, read the New York Times, you'll find all about Donald Trump. But there were so millions of people in this country who like, oh, my God, who's this? What a revelation he is.
0: Well, Mark Burnett is a lot to blame for that, too. I mean, he yeah, definitely yeah. propped him up to make yeah. him look like this amazing businessman, which mm-hmm. he was not. I mean, the one yeah. thing that Trump is good at is is marketing himself. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But other than that, he's a disaster and needs to be stopped at all t- at all costs. Um, right. right. You, you tweeted out about Brian Stetler. Stelter, excuse me. He Hmm. highlights the failure of news broadcasts to cover the Trump coup memo. I agree. That's insane that it's hardly been covered that the six-point Eastman memo happened. Yeah, how does...
1: Right, right. I mean, there was a certain period of time, I think within 48 to 72 hours, the New York Times still hadn't written word, one, about the Eastman memo. My God, this is something... The Eastman memo is something that's going to be the the title of a chapter in a history book, uh, you know, for maybe the next generation down the road. They're going to be reading about the Eastman memo like we read about the Pentagon Papers or things like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This was a, a roadmap to overthrow the government of the United States. I mean you can't get more explicit than that in terms of the the thing is though the Pentagon Papers were taken seriously at the time they were The Eastman uh, memo isn't being reported
0: well and and, and in conjunction with the Sidney Powell story saying that she was hoping Justice Alito would just stop the count Mm -hmm. and it's like (laughs) okay Justice Alito needs to come before this January 6th commission I mean there's just no doubt about that Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like (laughs) it's like the 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 idea that, of the memo is to lie about s- several sets of electors. If there were yeah. actual s- different sets of electors, then you do invoke the 12th Amendment at some point, depending on who has the, if nobody reached 270, that's yeah, the law, yeah, yeah. but they were going to fabricate it, which is what's mind boggling that there has been very little talk of it. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the crazy part of the article is it does kind of have an underpants gnome mm-hmm. section, like a question mark <laughs> section, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's and I refer to it as kind of the yada 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 part. Right. It's like, OK, Mike Pence is going to do this yada yada yada. It's in the House of Representatives now. Right. And look what happens then. <laughs> Trump becomes president. Right. And it's, uh, and it's all kind of embodied in that. Oh, the, the first line, I think it's uh, whatever it is, number three, maybe mm-hmm. where it's just Democrats go nuts. Right. (laughs) And that's baked into the whole plan. The Democrats going nuts. You know what? If. If it was just the Democrats going nuts in that scenario, we'd have a bigger problem in this country than Donald Trump, because it really ought to be in that scenario getting past, you know, let's say there was no insurrection. Let's say this went to plan uh-huh. where Mike Pence did the things outlined in the Eastman memo right. uh, and decided to go that direction. I mean, it's amazing that everything came down. Our democracy came down to Mike Pence and, and Dan, and Dan Quayle. Quayle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, let's say the insurrection didn't take place Mm -hmm. and he decided not to certify or or not to count the electors in the Senate uh, because there were these shadow electors who didn't have any authority whatsoever that he decided to introduce and gum up the works. Mm -hmm. If if it was just Democrats going bananas at that point Mm -hmm. in time, uh, we're in in deep crap. I mean, what, what ought to happen? in that scenario, is everyone goes bananas. Right. Oh, my God, Mike Pence is trying to steal the election. I mean, the the reaction to the insurrection, to me, uh, was not nearly as significant as I was hoping it would be. And it was pretty significant. I mean, remember, there were lots of heads rolling in the wake of the insurrection. Lots of people getting kicked off social media. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, people losing their Pinterest account. How are we going to survive? <laughs> I mean, my God. I I, I just, I wish... So much more attention was paid to what happened on January 6th, what happened leading up to it, what has happened since then, Um, because at this point, without any uh, particular justice against the ringleaders of the whole thing, people like John Eastman, people like Donald Trump and and all the rest, um, without uh, any of that kind of swift justice, I just get the sense they're they're working on the next Eastman memo. I think <laughs> I feel you're right. Like the yeah. next and it's not going to have the yada yada part. It probably it.
0: won't have the, you know, Democrats yeah. freak out. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Um, uh, There's a new Pew poll, uh, Pew survey, excuse me. right words, please. Uh, Pew, 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 pew. pew. Um, Just 57% of Republicans say it's important to prosecute Capitol rioters, down from 79% in March. This is part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They say 57% of Republicans said it's either very or somewhat important important that federal law enforcement finds and prosecutes those who broke the law and rioted at the Capitol. The word riot is wrong tried to over yeah. invaded the occupied in, yeah, yeah occupied you know but only 27% think it's very important and 30% say it's somewhat important i mean 50% <laughs> deeming it very important back in march 79% said it was so it, it was important now this is the part of the problem to me is their voters mm-hmm. <laughs> don't yeah. seem to care that this almost happened even after this minimal reporting.
1: For years in this country, we've lost sight of what it means to live in a democratic republic, where what we do is whoever comes up with the best ideas Mm -hmm. and can back those ideas with facts and science and history and things like that, then they win. I mean, that's kind of how democracy is supposed to work, whether that winner is the Republican side or the Democratic side. That's how we do democracy in this country. At some point, People got in their heads that the way you if, if you can't convince someone of your argument, then pull out a gun mm-hmm. or invade the capital or start suing them for defamation because they said something mean about you on Twitter or Mm -hmm. whatever. This is the new version of democracy where it's become a blood sport with this kind of existential endgame built into it. Like, we can't just disagree. And look, and it's... And it's become necessary in some cases to take action like uh, like indicting Donald Trump Mm -hmm. and so on Mm -hmm. Um, because of one particular side of this debate um, not playing on the level and kind of skewing the divide, dragging democracy into this realm of violence and blood sport. And uh, and that's the dangerous aspect of all of this. This is where uh, people get desensitized to the idea of oh, you mean a, a gaggle of uh, six hundred people invaded and occupied the Capitol? <laughs> is there a Golden Girls rerun on right now? Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just like ho hum. You know, there it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. I it's, did it's, have one it's... friend.
0: One friend of mine voted for Trump this year. Th- last year, who and he also voted for. Hillary Clinton in 2016. So I do not understand that disconnect. But after January 6th, actually, while it was going on, he went, now I'm out. It's like, okay, at least it took that to Mm -hmm. have you drop
1: (sighs) the imbecile
0: and the, the mass murderer, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, that's the other problem that we're facing is uh, because of the pandemic, because how the Trump administration ended with that insurrection, uh, we kind of lose sight of the other things, don't we? I mm-hmm. mean, the the fact that he was impeached for trying to cheat in the election using mm-hmm. a foreign government as uh, an apparatchik, you know, trying to muscle them into conducting an investigation against his would-be political enemy at that point in time. And um, we forget about things like Charlottesville and right. just the daily... The, the daily indignities that we faced as a country just opening up Twitter every day. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, and and so I I wish some of those things wouldn't get lost down the memory hole. And I think that some of us who are repeating those events and trying to re-inject them back into the conversation, I think that's an important part of this this process. Uh, you know, uh, our friend Mary Trump mm-hmm. is, talks about a reckoning. And I think part of that reckoning, which is the title of her book, mm-hmm. um, is coming to terms with everything about the previous four years and realizing that this is not how it's supposed to be. This is not what the presidency is supposed to be. We had a leader in this country who learned how to become president by watching Fox News Channel, right? And that's that's not real politics. That's like some sort of version of political entertainment. And, you know, he get he got all of his ideas in terms of how he's going to comport himself on the national stage. He got all of his talking points. I mean, most of them from Fox News Channel. Mm -hmm. I mean, bear in mind. Donald Trump hasn't had an original thought ever in his life. It's always borrowed or stolen from someone else. Exactly. Also, Melania Trump, I mean, flagrantly plagiarizing Michelle Obama's speeches or Donald Trump's entire business model of taking someone else's building and slapping his name on it. This is what he does. The the birth certificate thing was Orly Tate's, not Donald Trump.
0: Oh, I miss her. yeah, I can't yeah. believe we
1: had her in studio. You did. <laughs> that must have been fun. It was. Oh, my God. It was interesting. And it was, you know, when Jim was uh, still in studio with us, and Jim just, you know, kind of. Uh, all <laughs> of course he uh-huh. did. Of course
0: he did. Well, I mean, the thing with Trump being in office was it was the fire hose of tennis balls. You know, yeah, yeah. it was just, there was so much coming at us that by the time he finally left, the insurrection was all you could think about and, and COVID. Because oh, yeah,
1: were yeah. so big. That... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the thing is, though, what got us to the insurrection, what convinced all of those people to do what they did is because for four years they watched the president of the United States behaving the way he was behaving right. and, and getting the correct readout that, oh, this is how it's OK to we can behave like this now. We can do this in public. We can scream the N word in public or we can do we can invade and occupy the Capitol building because the president told us to. Right. You know, it's just, it's it's really, really awful uh, to be in this place and, and to wonder how do you rebottle it? How do you marginalize it again and how long and if we can, if it's even possible, how long does that take? <laughs> because, uh, you know, the next election is j- just around the corner Yeah.
0: It is, and and how do you feel about? Because uh, according to Jen Psaki, um, Biden met with Kirsten Cinema yesterday.
1: Yeah, I believe, a, a few times. A few times. Yeah. So,
0: I think I, obviously he's talking about the the um, the infrastructure packages too. He mm-hmm. has to yeah. be talking about that because she could hold things up there. Um, but do you think that he is putting the screws to her and to anybody else who is against filibuster reform? Because that's the only thing. It's not going to go away at this point but I think it can be reformed and I think they're I think he might be putting the screws to them Mm -hmm. with regard to that what do you think
1: yeah you know i i don't want to go up against joe biden when it comes to senate matters i mean he was in the united states senate uh practically before we were born mm-hmm. i mean i'll speak for myself before i was born. oh wait a minute i was i'm 30 so how yeah, it was that way, before you, the yeah, it was yeah, way yeah. before you were born yeah it was way before you were born but i mean certainly before kirsten cinema was born yes. uh he was in the united states senate so mm-hmm. he knows some things and he's got some cards up his sleeve in order to uh, you know negotiate and try to muscle uh, people like Kirsten Cinema into doing what he needs them to do so i don't know what those specific things are because she's in a all told she's in a pretty good spot mm-hmm. given the fact that we've got this 50-50 senate right and mm-hmm. she's decided that she can and the and everything i say about kirsten cinema goes the same for joe manchin mm-hmm. they recognize the position they're in and that they can use their centrist platform as kind of a a way to muscle more money for their state and to get more things for them and to you know burnish their reputation certainly with their donors if right. you look at what kirsten cinema has been up to this week right uh so they understand the the hand that they have in all of this and i don't know how joe biden would uh outflank that i don't know exactly what he could say w- well you know you won't we're not going to support you in your re-election campaign fine mm-hmm. i'll just run as a republican well yeah, neither wonder-
0: one is up for re-election in 22
1: yeah yeah so, so i i wonder what the uh, cards are that joe biden would play in that situation i would love to know uh, what leverage he's trying to exact in that uh, scenario.
0: Well, between him and Pelosi, they've got a tough job ahead of them. And look, we went Mm -hmm. long. I'm in trouble. Chris keeps (laughs) going like this and do this and Uh get off the thing with him. (laughs) Stop chatting.
1: Start throwing staplers pretty soon. Yeah, he's going to
0: start doing that. I have the dart gun, but okay. Bye, Bob. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, Jody. I'm confirming tomorrow tomorrow. with you now.
1: And subscribe to the Bob Bob Seska Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network available on any of your podcast apps. There you go. Bye, Uh, Bob.